Hello, and welcome to another episode of This Is Awesome, Who's Listening? I'm Josh Liebling, and I'm joined here with Diane Devone. Hey, Diane. Hey, hi, Josh. How are you doing today? Oh, good. (laughs) I'm doing good. I feel good. I'm excited about what this, uh, what our exploration and where our exploration will bring us. How are you today? I'm good too. I'm I'm excited to explore and be with you here and now today as well. Mm. And um, just a reminder that this our our podcast is all about conversations in the moment. It's not about facts. It's about discovery. It's about discovery between me and Diane, just throwing things out there and playing and exploring. Anything you'd like to add, Diane? No, I think that covered everything. (laughs) (laughs) Good. That said it all. (laughs) And um, before we started recording, we were getting into a, a rich conversation about intuition, and I just, it, it really set me on fire a little bit. It made me feel alive, and I'm excited to maybe continue talking about it, maybe not, but just naming it right now that I was excited about it. And um, what came to me when in our brief discussion was, um, how do we know when it's our intuition talking? Could it, something else pose as our intuition, like a past behavior or a past pattern? Um, even when we get receive messages in our body of uncomfortableness, does that mean that we need to stop what we're doing? Or does it mean that a pattern is changing and something new is emerging? How do we know? What signs can we, can we look for? Or is it always changing and there's no set way? I posed that question for us today. <laughs> Put it on the table. Yeah, wow. <laughs> mm. Yeah. I think it's a great, a great question. And um, I keep, uh, as you said it before we started recording, and now you, you brought it up in this, in this moment... Um, I have I have a number of things kind of running through my mind because I think and feel that our intuition is I could say our higher knowing whatever that might mean to each of us. But again, for me, everything always comes back to our bodies. So how am I feeling? And if I am completely in contact with my body sensations, and trusting my body sensations, then I believe that that's my intuitive hit. That's my intuitive knowing. Mm -hmm. And then just to back that up, I think as children, most of us have been kind of denied and not validated in our intuitive knowing. Um, And that was kind of taken away. I'll speak for myself. It was taken away from me. It was... uh, I was reprimanded for it. I was uh, diminished 
for my deeper knowing. I used to say all these things when I was a kid that I would see things. Mm. And uh, my mother would say, oh, that didn't really happen. Or no, that's not true. You know, these kinds of things. And then ultimately I started, I did believe her, but I had this rebellious energy about me that I would say, oh yeah, 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 she's right. But I would then go back deeper into myself and say, but I know, I really know what's going on. I really know what's going on. So there was a part of me that knew, but then it took me many, many years to start developing or re-engaging or reconnecting with my intuitive knowing. Mm, Wow. Yeah, when you say that, what what sparks in me is how at, at a young age we're really newbies to the world, <laughs> and um, we take in all these experiences and um, information and advice and knowledge in, from ourselves and from those around us, friends and family, and then in our adult life, it's like we spend time deconstructing that somewhat and turning it into who we want to be going forward and what we want to take from it. Mm. Does that make sense to you? Yes, yes. I love the word deconstructing, (laughs) you know, because I feel like that's it. We're like, I just said to someone this morning in a session, you know, we spend you know, maybe the first seven to 10 years of our lives learning all these things, you know, that's that we're being uh, indoctrinated into certain ways of being. And then we spend the rest of our life undoing it and figuring Mm. out who we really want to be. So (laughs) that, you know, in the 60s, I think it was like, I want to find myself, you know, that's what people were saying, I want to find myself. And, you know, you're saying deconstructing, I love that word, because it really is breaking ourselves down. So then when we break ourselves down, how do we know what's our true self? Mm. And I think, you know, as you were speaking, that was rising in me and that the idea is to not rush. And I think we talk a lot about this. It's about stepping back and taking a breath and being in contact with the moment and not rushing. So if I have a feeling... I'm going to use this as an example. I'm going to this event in Jamaica, in Montego Bay in Jamaica on Wednesday. And I was invited to this event. It's called A-Fest. And it's this very big event and it's invitation and it's really pretty spectacular. And I feel very excited about it. And I also feel very apprehensive. I feel scared. And I, so Now this is just rising in me, so this is an organic thought. So I'm saying, as you're asking this question, is it my intuitive knowing that I just, maybe I shouldn't go? Maybe this is not the time for me to go? Or is this really that I feel nervous about something that feels so expansive and so new and so out of my comfort zone on a lot of levels, and also in my comfort zone on a lot of levels, but I'm questioning the intuitive experience that is it my intuition that's saying, well, maybe I just, maybe I should cancel. Maybe I should not go. 
And what rises in me is just sit with it. Just continue to sit with this and feel into what you're feeling. Mm. So, uh, my goodness, that's there's a lot there. I love everything in there. And so, you mean continue to sit with it to see how those feelings might transform if they stay the same, and then continue to be curious about that? Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, all of that. Continue to sit in the uncomfortable feeling about the fear that I feel about in- entering into something new. Um, the Continue to sit in the excitement that I feel about entering into something new. Now, is that my body sensation? Is it a thought? Is it my intuition saying, don't go, this is too much, or go, this is too much, and yes, you're ready for this experience because you've accepted the invitation to go to this? And I think that it's an open-ended question. (laughs) Hmm. (laughs) Does that uh, make sense in in some ways? It does. my intuition was telling me that it's a mixture of all those things. <laughs> right. <laughs> and, and it's funny when my intuition said that, it, I get like this, uh, I'll describe it as like a swirly feeling above my head. And I, I was being really conscious and aware of it. It's like, it's like an open channel that just flows freely and, uh, and feels right. It feels like the metaphor that comes to me is like if I'm a football player and I'm handed the the ball and you go into the um, you pass the line of scrimmage where all the players are trying to gain the yards and there's a lot of traffic there. You're trying to weave your way through and then all of a sudden there's a big space and you see it and you just there's just no question you go right there. You just know mm. to go there. And that's that's the feeling that it felt like in the, in that moment. Wow. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> As she was saying that, I'm going, I don't know anything about football, but that sounds cool. <laughs> Although I really love watching football without the sound on because of the athleticism. Oh, wow. <laughs> I can watch it and just be so like, oh, my God, look at what they just did, and then be horrified by the what I perceive as violence of the game. But I don't know anything about football, but that was a very cool analogy because I got the feeling sense of it. <laughs> <laughs> well, next time you're, you're watching with the sound off, pay attention to the. <laughs> I will. <laughs> I'll go, oh, is that what a scrimmage is? Or is that what the word is, a scrimmage? Yeah, the line of scrimmage. I realize now I was going into pretty – much detail like I'm like I'm coaching the next play all right Diane you go here you throw the ball but I felt it I felt it (laughs) I love that you said that because that's again what our podcast is all about it's our words our conversation but it's the feeling that you get from it Exactly, because I really visualized the whole game, and you know, just uh, you know, just the whole you know football game, and um, and thought, wow, I don't know anything about that. <laughs> <laughs> 
but again, I felt it. So it's the same thing. So what happens to me in that, what you just said, and I love that analogy because, you know, sometimes when I'm walking, I think we've talked about this, but especially if I'm in the city, if I'm in Manhattan, like sometimes I'll just walk to a corner and see which light, you know, when the light is green or whatever, or, you know, that mm-hmm. I can cross or, and, um, and then just cross the street and zigzag. And because there's so much traffic and there's so many people, I love finding the empty spaces that I can zigzag in and out of. And I make a game out of that. Like, I just love that, you know, just kind of walking, like almost like power walking in and out of people and uh, finding my way around them. And it feels like the same thing, exactly what you talked about the football you know, the the game. And to me, it's about our intuition. If I can just allow for the fullness of whatever it is I'm feeling, but I think we always want to get to the end result. Mm. We want to get somewhere. We have to make that decision. You know, so I'm going to use this, maybe it sounds radical, but I'm going to use this Jamaica event if, if I decide and feel into when I get to the airport that this doesn't feel like the right thing to do, I won't do it. And if I'm ambivalent about it, I will check in in the moment to see how I feel and what it is I want. And that's a very different way of experiencing life, I think. Totally. And and what you said really struck a chord in me because the key difference there, like you said, is not forcing a decision or an an impulse that needs to be done right away based on a feeling immediately. It's taking it in and spending time with it and then taking it in 15 minutes later, an hour later, a day later, a week later, it's a continual process that doesn't have to have a finality to it. Right. And what I love about that is sometimes I get confused in that, where if I'm faced with a question or a decision, I check in with how I'm feeling, My I want to access my inner wisdom and my intuition. And I sometimes I do put pressure on myself, like, okay, what is your answer? What, what are you feeling now? What are you going to go with? But gosh, the space of, of holding on to the, the idea that in every moment it can change and taking it as a collection of intuitive hits, a collection of information that's informing you continuously, mm-hmm. that really makes me feel expansive and feels really wonderful to me. Mm-hmm. And something else that I wanted to say is when we were talking about communicating the feeling, like how you were feeling what I was saying with the football, there's an intelligence in feeling. There's a, it's almost like a telepathic communication when you get that feeling sense from something or someone, and there's information there that you just receive. Hmm. Now I'm curious if part of that is intuition as well. Yeah, I think it is, personally. I feel like it's all our innate wisdom. I mean, you know, I, I, 
I think we're so, we go so into our intellect. We're so, you know, talking heads <laughs> in, in so many ways. And I don't say that in a negative way. I really love that idea. <laughs> You know, for myself personally, it's it's not a negative. It's like, oh, kind of, I'm like kind of up in my head, you know, and I think that that's a strategy, a survival strategy personally, and that's how we get along in the world. And, you know, I, I feel like it's about discerning and teasing apart, and it, and it is, like we're talking about, it's the spaciousness. It, everything is about space and, and bringing it, kind of teasing it apart and bringing it down to its finest piece. Yeah. And, and as you spoke, I also felt the idea of, and I, th I think I remember you mentioned this, that there's no absolute way that, that, that it can always be different or changing in the moment. Like... If you do have a decision and you feel to make and you do feel that strong intuition and you feel like you've come to a decision and you don't feel like continuing to think about it or feel like it, that's okay too. Mm -hmm. It's just trying these things out in the moment, tr expanding what's possible. That's what feels really freeing to me, especially in our conversations and talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, and as you say that, I feel the rhythm of it. I feel the peace of it. I feel the ease and the flow of your words. I feel it in my body. I feel it in my senses. I feel it in my mind. And, and in that, I feel like it is the spaciousness that gives us the ability to trust ourselves. To me, that is... Trust and intuition, to me, go hand in hand. Mm. I, I implicitly, I'll just say, I implicitly trust my body. I, I, I don't question my body sensations. Uh, where I, I, In other words, I don't dismiss them. I, I feel them, I hear them, I'm in contact with them. And then I may have a question about it, I may have a curiosity but I don't resist, I think is what I'm getting at here. There's no resistance in me. Mm. I love that. And to go back to your Jamaica example, like you said, you were feeling that little nervousness. By being curious about it, you're accepting it. If you weren't curious about it and judged it, or even took it right then and there as a sign not to go, that is maybe skipping a step. It's like mm -hmm. assigning meaning to it before you're curious. But by being curious, you are accepting it. Right. I love that. Yeah. Skipping a step. I really <laughs> I like that too. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like to be in all parts of it and not judge it, not be in critical voice, not diminish, blame, shame. I mean, I know I use those phrases, but I feel like that's a that's a big thing. It's I'm just in the curiosity, which I that's something I really like about myself. I feel like I'm very curious and I am questioning. I am asking myself, what is this about? What are you feeling? You know, um, what do you want? What do you need? And, you know, I actually 
talk to myself that way and ask myself those questions. And and sometimes I really don't know. And then I go, it's okay. All right. So let's just do whatever we're going to do now and we'll revisit this. Mm. That's such self-love. Mm. I love that. Hmm. Yeah, and you know what else I feel? It feels so freeing to me. It feels like total freedom because I can do and be whatever I want. It would only be the um, the blaming part or the shaming part that would say, you, you already committed to this <laughs> and right. you have to do it. And that feels like my... <laughs> Catholic school upbringing. <laughs> Couldn't help that. You know? Like one of the nuns telling me what I had to do. So there's that where the rebellion rose in me. But I'm not doing it from that place. I'm doing it from completely being present in my adult experience saying, you know what? This is my life. This is my money. This is my time. This is my decision. I can do whatever I want to do. Yeah, and right there, you just, just like what we were talking about in the beginning, you deconstructed it, going back to thinking about um, the school and, and everything. It's it's all information, and you are filtering it and, and taking it in and, and taking with it what you need and want to go forward. Right, right. I love that, taking what I need and want to go forward. I love that because it really is that. It's if we spend the time with ourselves, delving into ourselves, then it really is deciding what do I need, what's old. I, I have this saying where I say, I'm going to update my files. <laughs> so in my mind, I'm going, oh, I'm going to update that file. You know, because meaning that that's an old file, the Catholic school upbringing, that's an old file, but it doesn't have much of a bearing But now except for a funny story for me. Hmm. But for me, I look at it and if I, I say, if I didn't really kind of contact that and know what those years meant to me and how I was impacted by those years, they would inform my life moving forward. And sometimes in a good way, sometimes in a negative way, sometimes in a neutral way, but they nevertheless inform. Yeah. And that information is, um, you're being curious about the information and take and using it to, as you say, update your files. Right. And this reminds me of something we talked about recently. I, I don't think it was on the podcast, but it was, um, we use this metaphor of our bodies as like the hardware, like a computer and the software is everything inside of us with our, our mind, our, our, our emotional body, just our history, maybe. And, and that's like our software. And that when you said updating the files, it reminds me of like updating a software or an OS. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, because we're always, that's exactly what we're always doing. We're always changing. You know, so, you know somebody said something about, you know, that um, 
about, oh, you're changing, or that's changed. And, and I say, we're always changing. We're always in transformation. Hmm. You know, I feel like that's exactly who we are. You know, I always think about the analogy of, you know, you don't, now we're in the fall here in on the East Coast, and all the colors are bright and changing, and then the leaves will fall. I mean, it's just change is, a, is organic. It's a part of life. So why are we any different than the tree or, or, you know, whatever? Everything is changing always into something else, something new, something more expanded. Absolutely. And, you know, we're used to the seasons from living it. And I could see if someone never experienced the falling of the leaves that Someone might be scared for the trees, like, oh, my God, they're losing their leaves. Are they going to mm. survive? But it's actually a part of the transformation. Right. And you don't know what information or indicators might inform you that transformation is in process. Just like I thought of with the hardware-software analogy with our bodies, that if we have a pain in, say, our stomach, it could be an indicator that maybe our software needs updating, that we're not running at uh, full efficiency, so to speak. I'm just pushing this metaphor. But, 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 <laughs> it's good. Keep going. Yeah, go, go. Yeah. <laughs> but it's like an indicator of maybe the software needs a scan or an update mm-hmm. or who knows. It's it's information and you don't know until you go through it. You don't know till you experience it. Just like we ex- have experienced the seasons many times and so we know what it means. Many times in our lives we have experiences that are first times for us and we don't know what it means. It takes experiencing them to understand them. Right. And I think, to add to that, it takes an allowance of being in contact with all of our feelings to have, to be able to have the experience, whatever it might be, to then know if I like it, I don't like it, oh, I'd like a little more of that, I'd like a little more of that, I'd like less of that. You know, there's the analogy, we're using all these analogies and metaphors of the buffet, you know, so you go into a, you go to a buffet and you, you don't say, oh, I don't like that, take that away. You just kind of pass <laughs> it by, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> right? And say, oh, you know, it's not like, oh, get rid of that. No, I like this. Oh, I'll take some of that. I'll take some of that. So it's choices, you know, and it's, it's, that's what I think we're doing. And then what came up for me in the analogy of the stomach, what you said, which kind of opened up another whole doorway for me, which I'm just going to touch upon just briefly, is the fear that the fear component that I think rises, especially when there's a physical ailment. I think most people drop immediately into fear, and that could be another whole (laughs) uh, conversation. But, you know, in my belief system and knowing it's the the physical component is generally the last indication there's many many other indications that something is amiss 
in our experience. And I think it's kind of comes full circle here for me, because I feel like as we start attuning with our intuitive knowing, then we are in contact with it to trust that maybe this thing in my stomach is just, I'm hungry or, um, you know, or whatever. But we, I think in our culture, we drop into fear right away and think that there's something terribly wrong with us physically. Yes. And are you saying that as opposed to looking at it as information? Yes. Yeah. And if I, I love that. Yeah. Go ahead. Yeah. And I find it also interesting what you said, how it's the, the body could be like a last, the last thing to to show us that something is amiss. And uh, I keep going back to the computer metaphor, the, the hardware <laughs> software, but like that that could be for compu- the, in computers too. Like if you're running low on space, all of a sudden after a couple of weeks of running out low on space, your computer really starts to go slow. It might not even start up as well. Right. And you you didn't take into consideration what is happening. Right. I love that. I really feel that. And I feel the relationship to our bodies. You know, it, 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 that feels very uh, important. Yeah. See, because the, the, the computer is the, is the body. You know, it's it's it is the last indication, and then all of a sudden it shuts down, or it's not running, you know, at high speed or whatever. And it's our bodies is the same thing. But I think we, you know, this is my interpretation of this. But I think most majority of people get so scared because they're not in contact with their bodies, and that's a generalization. But that's the way I see uh, a lot of people that um, I'm trying to cover up my words here so I'm not going to say that that's the way I experience life you know I Mm -hmm. think that people are afraid and they're afraid of their bodies and we become disembodied and that to me again full circle relates to our intuitive hits our intuitive abilities because you have to be embodied I believe to be able to really hear your intuitive your, your deeper soul speaking Oh, that was poetry right there, Diane. I love that. And to keep going with the full circleness of it, you're absolutely right. You need to be embodied and have that curiosity. It seems so important to look at something through curiosity is such a different lens. Right. Wow. Well, we're at, we're at our time for this episode, which was very rich and full. And um, it's really wonderful to be here with you and and go into it. I feel the same. Thank you. I just feel so uh, enriched by these conversations and, and where they take us. It's just, they're just so... I keep saying it, but they're fun. I, they're just fun. <laughs> they really are. They're... I know. My mind is expanded, Josh. <laughs> <laughs> and I hope you, the listeners, or your mind is expanded as well. And uh, with that, we would appreciate it if you comment, if you subscribe. 
um, to our podcast. That would be wonderful. And we just love, I love that you're listening and I hope that you enjoy this as much as I enjoy it. <laughs> thank, thank <laughs> Thanks, you. Josh. Oh, thank you, Diane. I I agree. Please, every, every anyone who wants to share how they, what they think, what they feel, we'd love to hear from you. Mm-hmm. Yes. Until next time. Until next time. Thanks, Diane. Thanks, Josh. Bye. Bye. Bye.